Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Hour number two. Happy holidays from the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Mike Blewett, Jim Day, Scott Engel. Taking around the world of the NFL. And trying to get you set for your championship week. Not too much to do. Uh, you got maybe some handcuffs and you had to make some last-minute adjustments to your lineups, but uh, you should be in a good position. You made it this far, and uh, Scott, I know you're in a bunch of Super Bowls this week. Uh, I got cleaned out last week. Uh, a lot of injuries later in the year, and uh, you know, a couple of tough breaks in the semifinal round. Has me cleaned out of my six leagues where I made the playoffs. So uh, I had as bad a weekend last weekend in fantasy football as I've ever had. So hopefully you'll you'll have a more successful weekend than I did last week. I will carry the flag for you, my friend. Thank but I'll you, tell you, it's a it's a it's a little it's a little gut wrenching though because. Uh, while three three top wide receivers on the right side are questionable, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, T.Y. Hilton, they're still game time decisions. Yep. And I'm leaning on them. I'm leaning on them in some big games. In fact, in my home league where we're in our 14th season and I've made my fifth Super Bowl and going for to become the third, just the first team to win three titles, I have DeAndre Hopkins and T.Y. Hilton as two of my starters. Yeah. Yeah. So. Jim, uh, on the flip, this is probably a good transition. I'll I'll pass the, I'll do the injuries and let you comment on some of the bigger ones. We have James Conner. That these are guys that are confirmed out. James Conner is out. Austin Eckler didn't play last night. Sammy Watkins, Tyler Boyd, Bruce Ellington, Odell Beckham Jr., Lamar Miller, kicker Josh Lambeau, Kiki Kuti is also out as he's been out for a while. Russell Russell Shepard and then Jeff Swain. Uh, tight end. Doubtful. Randall Cobb and Spencer Ware. I don't think you can expect either of them to play. Uh, questionable. Not expected to play. Chris Ivory. Game time decisions, as Scott said. You got T.Y. Hilton and Julio Jones. T.Y. Hilton leaning towards, as Scott said, towards expected to play, but game time decisions really have become Rashad Penny, Todd Gurley, and DeAndre Hopkins. Two of those are huge names, Jim. Yeah, Todd Gurley, especially you know a lot of lot of talk out out there about who whose guy takes over if Gurley isn't out. You know, everybody expected it to be John Kelly, and you know they go and sign C.J. Anderson. Coaches come out and say C.J. Anderson has put in a great week of work, and more than likely he's going to be the guy. And yeah. you know it comes to a point that if Gurley doesn't play, who do you trust? And probably not either of them. I mean, I if you're going to take a flyer, I guess Anderson is that guy. You're talking about a guy who ran for a thousand yards last year. Obviously, they didn't have 
faith in Kelly being that number one guy, so they went out and got Anderson. But, man, how could you trust either one of those guys? Not in a season. Yeah, you can't trust Anderson at all. You know, last year was last year, and you, this guy's playing for his third team this year. He's He got cut by the Raiders, I know. you know, this year. <laughs> so how, how can you really trust him? Just because, you know, for a lot of the, the less experienced fantasy players out there, just because a guy starts doesn't mean he's going to be useful. I know it looks like a great matchup on paper against the Cardinals, but, you know, John Kelly, you know, looked electric in the preseason. This could be a timeshare between the two of them, and you really don't know which way they're going to go. The only place I want to be near these guys is in DFS, taking some shots in tournaments. I, yeah. I don't want to be near these I'd guys. I'd take a shot at Kelly in a tournament. Yeah, yeah. So uh, some questionable players, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Cortland Sutton, LeGarrette Blunt, Ricky Seals-Jones, uh, we talked Justin Davis. Um, here's the guys that are expected to play. Aaron Rodgers, LaShawn McCoy, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who just talked about, uh, Keenan Allen played, T.Y. Hilton. Oh, yeah, that. Sorry. Ken- <laughs> That's all right. Kenny Galladay, Matt Stafford, Julio Jones. So uh, clearly we have a few big names there that are now on the right side of things. Uh, guys that are, were banged up all week but are playing. Chris Carson, Doug Baldwin, Leonard Fournette, Tyreek Hill, Kalen Balazs, Eric Ebron, David Njoku, Deshaun Jackson. It's been a while since we've seen him. Matt Breda, uh, could be a good situation here for DFS for Matt Breda. Chad Williams, Dontrell Inman, uh, Jamal Williams, Chris McCaffrey, Melvin Gordon played last night, Ted Ginn Jr., and then Cortland Sutton. We've mentioned him a couple of times, but all that last list is all guys that are playing. So it's that time of year. There's a billion guys that are banged up. There's guys listed here that are pro- not listed here that I mentioned. Uh, that I didn't mention that are probably playing Hurt as well. So nobody's 100% at this point, and there's a lot of guys out there just trying to get their team into the playoffs or reach an incentive or, or whatever else. So I think it's really... Can, re- can, we, can oh. we... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you I was off. just going to say, just keep done. it locked here. At 11.40, I'll go through the true inactives for the 1 o'clock games. I think it's important to be on top of it and understand if a guy's a game-time decision or if he's on a snap count or any of that kind of stuff. Go ahead, Jim. Now, there's two, two guys in this will play list that you just read off that I've been getting to- loads of questions on all week, so I, I really wanted to make sure we discuss them. And one is Leonard Fournette. Um, he's healthy. He's going to be there. But do we trust him starting this week after they took the ball out of his hands last week and gave it to rookie Darrell Williams? I, I, I think, I think uh, trust is a hard word. You know, in fantasy, because somebody somebody too. asked me yet last night and said, "Do you trust Derek Henry?" I said, "It's not about trust. It's a, is somebody a safe play? Nobody can ever be trusted. Nobody's ever a safe play." You know. That said, I think that I think the fact that they, you know, were so haphazard about his workload last week, yeah, I think it ticked him off, and I think he's going to want to ball. With, he's he's going to want to play this week, and you know, I think a lot of times I'm not saying you, Jim. People assume as fans, they got nothing to play for. They're not going to put in the effort. These are professional football players. You know, they're playing for certain financial incentives. A lot of times they're playing for pride. It depends on the guys you talk about. Like Joe Mixon said, yeah, we're out of it, but I'm not giving up. So I think Leonard Fournette, you know, if he's that type of personality where, like, look, you guys tick me off and I want the rock again this week. So I'm going to feed him because it's a good matchup, too. 
Okay, now, I'm not talking about whether or not Fournette wants to play. Fournette wanted to play the second half last week. They took him out of the game and put the rookie in there. Uh, Fournette was well, good saying, to go. That probably pissed him off, so they, they, they probably the might want to give him the ball is, again this week. What if the decision isn't his? What if the team wants to see what they have in the rookie running back because they're still not sold on Fournette being their long-term guy? You don't uh, have any the only way. The only way I, I'm not saying I don't have any concerns about that. That's not what I was saying. What I was saying is, if anything, I think they're going to give Fournette the ball to shut him up this week and keep what they feel is a franchise player happy. You know, but they do know that he's he's not healthy, but uh, he doesn't stay healthy. So maybe they want to give this kid another little bit of a look. But you know, what kind of pedigree does he have that like? So I can even believe that what they said they want to give the undrafted rookie free agent a look. All right, ding ding well, ding. Game I got to call at the end week. of the round on this one. So uh, I think you've <laughs> all said your piece. And uh, yeah, so Fournette is not without concerns, but um, we shall see what happens there. So let me get. Ranking Wise, I do reflect the concerns. Uh, yeah. Okay, then the other one is Callan Ballage. Do we believe in Ballage after they gave him the ball last week and took Drake out of the game? I would, I would, I would say, I would say, like with Kalen Ballage. You know, I'm not one of those guys, and I hate when people do this and say, well, he had a 75-yard run, and if you take that away, he only had this. You don't take it away. He earned it. He showed the kind of player that he is with a 75-yard run. Obviously, the kid's very talented. The Dolphins have been saying that, you know, that he, he showed this kind of potential in practice. That's why they stuck him in there for Gore when Gore went down. On our, on our now, look, he's got gadget? some upside. Sorry. He's got he's got some upside, but you know you, let's not overrate what the Jaguars have not done on defense. Outside of that of that the Derrick Henry game, in their last other five games they have not allowed a, a, a rushing touchdown or a 100 yard rusher. So it's not that good of a matchup, and the guy has hardly any field time. So I'm not ranking 20, uh, top 25 this week either. Rich Shermanello, our college football today guy that you hear every Saturday here from 10 to 1, along with. Joe Lisi, Gabe Morency, and Marshall Falk yesterday. <clears throat> he loved Kalen Balash. He thought he was a steal uh, coming out of Arizona State, and he loved. He he thinks that there's absolutely something there for him long term. He was a mid round draft pick, but he feels like he has a lot of ability. Now I can't encapsulate all that and recommend it into. <laughs> you have to start him today. I'm just stating that we one of our guys here uh, made an interesting call, and maybe we're seeing flashes of what Rich Shermanello likes in Kalen Balaj. So let me get to Scott's rankings. Probably, yeah, but like after after one seventy five yard run, and yeah, that's all we've seen all season. I, I can't I can't confidently put him in my lineup. One hundred percent agree with you. So Scott's rankings, which are now free. On RotoExperts.com, just go into the exclusive edge package part, and you'll see uh, these rankings there. You'll be able to access it. So uh, Zeke Elliott, this is PPR ranking. Zeke Elliott coming in at number one. Uh, the 20s, Tampa is 27. against opposing running backs, uh, brutal uh, defensively. Even though Jim said they're a little bit better, they're still not great. Uh, Saquon Barkley coming in at number two. Uh, a he had a dud last week, but a very heavy concentration of touches will go to Barkley. Uh, continue to go to Barkley with Odell Beckham out. Um, Alvin Kamara comes in at number three, going up against Pittsburgh. Chris McCaffrey at number four. How about a little Chris McCaffrey? Actually, trivia on two of the top five guys here. So Saquon Barkley currently has 82 receptions, which is a little bit off the pace of an all-time 
record for rookie running backs and receptions. The record is 88, established in 2006. You guys want to take a guess as to which rookie running back caught 88 passes? Was Damian Tomlinson? Nope. No, that's later in his career. Yep. Uh, uh, 2006, rookie. Damn, well, 2006, trying mm. to think of that real quick. Uh, he was the number two overall pick. Just like Barkley. Mario Williams was the number one pick that year. That was later in Edgar and James's career, yep, right? It was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The answer uh, is, I'm going to give you yeah, guys a, a couple more seconds. It is Reggie yeah, Bush. Good. He had 88 catches in the uh, 2006 season. Earl Cooper from the Niners had 83. He's in second place. So, Barkley, uh, honestly, today, Barkley could break that with seven catches. and I could see that being a possibility. Uh, Chris McCaffrey, who you have at number four, Scott, he has 94 catches on the season. He is gunning also for the all-time record for running back receptions in a season. He is eight off the pace, established in 2014. Do you know which running back has the all-time record for receptions with 102? 2014. That's not too long ago. I should no. know that. In fact, uh, this answer... David first, Johnson? No, this answer surprised me. Matt Forte? That's it, buddy. 102 receptions, Matt Forte, in 2014. I, I was surprised to see that. 204 he, yards he, by that he, point. Uh, he, <laughs> he got... I was surprised that he uh, put a number up like that. The other guys in that range... Larry Sanders had 101 catches in 1995, and Ladanian Tomlinson had 100 catches on the nose in 2003. So, uh, to keep going through the range... Nick Chubb coming in at number five. He's a big DFS darling this week. Uh, Dalvin Cook comes in at number six. Damian Williams at number seven. As Scott has said earlier in the show, he really likes Damian Williams. Phil Lindsay comes in at number eight. You would hope he bounces back after a bad game. Joe Mixon, a little banged up here. Scott, you had some concerns about this, but you really like the matchup for Joe Mixon nonetheless, and you have him at number nine. Yeah, I, do, I would have him higher if he, well, A, he wasn't a little bit banged up, and B, now no Tyler Boyd or A.J. Green. It's, it's, it's like basically now you can key 10 guys on Joe Mixon. So that concerns me a little bit. Uh, You're concerned by yeah. far. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they put 11 guys in the box. Nobody's mentioned it this week, Jim. It's like every fantasy site and show you listen to, they're all talking about how they love Mixon. And there's just no negative spin on it at all. Well, there's definitely a negative spin. Well, that's why people me. listen like to Fantasy say. Sports Today Game Day Edition, Scott, to get this type of insight and make you even crazier as you try to win your championship. Yeah. Uh, so, Melvin Gordon. Look, we're not saying don't start mixing. Of we're, course. We're not. None you of us here him. are saying that. You but, have to play uh, him at I this mean, point. Your team's not going to be that good. I do have where a situation where I, have, where I have Chubb. Williams, Lindsey, and Mixon, and I, well, I'm go. going to sit Mixon. You are going to sit Mixon now. I thought you were playing. Yeah. Nope. He's been going back. Yeah, and I, I, I look. I, <laughs> I, I, I spoke to the fantasy Taz, and uh, and you know he kind of swayed me in that direction. And oh, good. Now you know, the, the, the scapegoat. 
<laughs> no. I don't think there's going to be a huge difference between their numbers in the end, but... I could just uh, see tonight's show. You yeah. told me to Jim start. Jim me on Dion Lewis that one yeah. time all the way back. It's in like my team. I, I, would, I would never, as another fantasy analyst, say that to another fantasy analyst. <laughs> uh, so, uh, to keep going, Melvin Gordon comes in at num- came in at number 10. I think he'll probably be outside the top 10 when the dust settles. Chris Carson at number 11. Tariq Cohen at 12. I could see this being a big Tariq Cohen game. Even though the Niners have played better, I mean, they, they got the win against Seattle last week. It also took a record 140 penalty yards for them to get that win in overtime. But um, interesting there. So Tariq Cohen, Derek Henry had at 13. Jalen Samuels at 14. The pass catching is just a huge help for Samuels. Marlon Mack at 15. What a monster game he had last week. I mean, he, we never, nobody was talking about him in that way. And he exploded for 25 points and got people into their fantasy championships. He beat me in a league. I, he was the main reason, I think, why I lost. Uh, also, the fact that and Zach Ertz just disappeared. Uh, David Johnson. Did you send him an angry tweet? No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. The, 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 I should. I, I could. <laughs> I not should. I could because I released him from that team earlier in the year, and Ooh, he came back yeah, to beat if, me if, in the semis. If Mike, if Mike sends him an angry tweet, it won't piss anybody off. Mike's a gentleman. He's like, I'm, I'm, I apologize in advance, but you disappointed <laughs> yeah, right. me last yeah, night. I would do that. Yeah. I would soften the blow. Have a Merry Christmas, yeah. though. I would soften the blow. <laughs> Happy <laughs> holidays to you and your That's family. Right. I, I, I wish you the best in 2019. <laughs> Sincerely, Mike Clute. <laughs> uh, Marlon Mack at 15, David Johnson at 16. You had Fournette at 17, Gus Edwards at 18. I feel like that's Gus Edwards' perfect ranking. Like he's about 18 every week. Right around you the know, one points. thing. The one thing with Edwards last night, though, it's, you know, they kept, like, Dixon was on the field for more for more reps, I could tell, even though Edwards had more carry. The guy had a 43-yard run and immediately he yanked him off the field. They, yeah, they, they got to let Edwards get into a rhythm. Yeah. All right, we'll come back and wrap up running backs and do wide receivers next on FST. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to BetDSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your DFS skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. So get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually anytime during a contest, capitalizing on in-game action. There's just a ton of ways in which you can make money. So go to BetDSI and enter the promo code FNTSY18. 
when signing up to get a 100% bonus deposit match. That's promo code FNTSY18, BetDSI, where players get paid. So, <clears throat> uh, did a bunch of stuff uh, on running backs. Let me, uh, going back to the rankings, you had Gus Edwards at 18, Sony Michelle at 19, Jamal Williams at 20, Eli McGuire at 21, Alfred Blue at 22, Coleman at 23, Jordan Howard, Mark Ingram, then Kalen Balazs wraps it up at 20, 26, but Matt Breda there at 27. It's interesting because there's a lot of guys here from like the 15 to 27 range that are either interesting DFS plays or looking more attractive as we get further into the week, Jim. There's a lot of discussion here going on about a lot of these players, there's no doubt, but some of, some of these guys are just hard to have so, uh, so much faith in. I mean, everybody wants to jump in on Alfred Blue. and uh, uh, Look, I, he, I get it. If he gets all the opportunity, he's a pass-catching back as well. He should do well. But, I, I mean, I can't say that I'm not in a little bit worried about all of a sudden Deontay Foreman stepping on the field and taking some of those touches away. I just, there's something in the back of my brain that just keeps saying, you know, this is a concern for me, and I, I, I just can't seem to get past it. Scott, any, any more comments? one thing that does work in, uh, in Blue's favor, though, it's like they've kept him on the roster so many years. They really like Alfred Blue internally, and they really feel like they can turn to him when Lamar Miller goes down. Okay, so on that front, let's do some prop bets. Alfred Blue, 59 and a half, Scotty. What do you got? Over, under. Yards? Yeah. No, Over. catches. 59 and a half. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant yards from scrimmage or rushing yards. Sorry, rushing yards. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, all right, Jim, what do you got on that one? Uh, my concern is, is, you know, is is in my head, but, I mean, it if he gets the chances against this Philly defense over the last five weeks, they're 32nd in the league against the run. Uh, they've given up 99 passes to running backs on the season already. I'd have to say he goes over on the rushing yards as well. Tariq Cohen, combined rushing and receiving yards, 66 and a half. Over. Yeah, I think that's an easy bet. Uh, again, yeah. San Francisco not playing well against the run at all. Cohen's going to celebrate belated Hanukkah going over 66 <laughs> yeah, yards. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Damian Williams, 86 and a half combined scrimmage yards. Easy over 86 and a half. This is, this is the type of running backs that gives the Seattle linebackers and safeties fits. Why is that? Explain this more specifically. Just the speed and the power, like receiving backs. Like a few weeks ago, you know, you you, you saw Josh Wilson eight catches for seventy yards. They so the, the Seahawks are very very aggressive up front, and they're very very vulnerable to screen passes against speedy backs. Last one. Now I'll go with the, the top dog. Zeke Elliott is at a big number, one thirty four and a half. That's a big number. That's rush. That's combined. Sorry. Total. Yeah. I say he goes over. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's over easily in this game. I, I think he's easily featured. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes over 150 in this one. Zeke Elliott, man. Fantasy owners, he's crushed it. Like, he's just – and he's been the guide now, too. Like, he's putting up big games here every week as you're driving into the playoffs and through the playoffs. Zeke, since, his, since their bye week in week eight, fantasy points. 15, 36, 33, 25, 25, 31, and a 19.8 last week. And now they're playing Tampa. Like, he's he's got a shot here. Gurley's way in front as far as 
the totals, but say Gurley doesn't play today, I think Chris McCaffrey has a shot to pass him as the number one back in fantasy football. Technically, Saquon does too, but that's that's a huge game. Uh, but Zeke Elliott is top five right now, and I could see him passing um, maybe Kamara today. So, well, big I mean, season who out of Zeke. Knew, who knew that he would be so much better if he actually caught the passes? Oh, oh wait, we did. Yeah, he's got 72 catches. <laughs> 72. That's a lot. He's going to have a few more today. This is, why J- this is why Jason Garrett, I don't understand why he has had coaching. That still has a job. I agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's more evidence. And, like, you could say, well, yeah, we made the adjustment. Even, even Corey like, right, Parsons doesn't made the like adjustment Jason three years ago. Right. Um, okay. So let's move it over to wide receivers. Uh, Devontae Adams. This is, again, PPR rankings on rotoexperts.com. Devontae Adams comes in at number one. He's the number one wide receiver in fantasy football. I, I, I would imagine that even out of your 10, uh, your average 10 fantasy players, uh, I bet five wouldn't get that, that he's number one in the league. In, in Probably not. It's, it's almost like he's so excellent that it's not exciting. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have a big personality. He isn't a quite as flashy playing style as somebody like Julio. Uh, but he, right now, he is—he trails only Julio Jones in targets by one, one fifty-two to one fifty-one. He, he he's, already he's the modern-day version of Chris Carter, and that all he does is catch touchdown, and he's—he's he's way more classy than ever Chris Carter has ever been. Yeah, and Devonte Adams, one of four players right now with one hundred catches on the season. Julio, Adam Thielen. Michael Thomas join him. So just a tremendous season for Devontae Adams. And like I said, I I think a lot of people wouldn't realize that he's the number one wide receiver in fantasy football, Jim. It it doesn't hurt that Aaron Rodgers doesn't look at anybody else but him. That's true. (laughs) He's not looking at any young wide receivers. He's not looking at his tight end. He's looking for Devontae Adams pretty much every single time he drops back. So uh, I'm not taking anything away from Devontae Adams. He's still got to make the play and do what he does, and he's having a sensational year. But, man, you know, when – Ah, it's just there's nobody else there. Yeah. There's nobody else in, in that offense. Yeah, he's got 12 touchdowns on the year. He trails only Antonio Brown uh, from the Steelers for uh, in receiving touchdowns on the year. Uh, so uh, amongst wide receivers, I don't even know what Ebron's total is right now. It could be 19, and it wouldn't surprise me. So uh, that's just amongst wide receivers, I should say. Antonio Brown, speaking of, comes into number two. Scott's rankings, you got Mike Thomas at number three, Tyreek Hill at four, T.Y. Hilton at five. Again, he is expected to play, right? Is he technically still a game-time decision? Yeah, he's on the, he's on the better side of questionable. And after okay. the last two weeks, like not even practicing and then playing in a game, and Friday he was actually able to practice, so I consider this an improvement. Uh, Amari Cooper comes in at number six. Uh, and then Juju Smith-Schuster at number seven. Uh, nod to all the fantasy owners. Number eight, Stefan Diggs. Number nine, Adam Thielen. Robert Woods at number 10. <laughs> it could be a big DFS play today. Uh, Brandon Cooks at number 11, his teammate. Uh, Julian Edelman at number 12. With the absence of Josh Gordon, do you see a big bump in Julian Edelman, uh, Scott? Or do you think 
Edelman's role is Edelman's role, and he'll just continue to finish. It is what it is. As inside injuries notes on Roto Experts, you know, he is playing through a foot injury, and he'll, they'll shuttle him in and out, and he should be able to play through it. If Gordon being out, I think, if anything, it could be more running for Sony Michelle. It could be more receiving for James White. Uh, I can't see Chris Hogan playing much of a bigger role here. Uh, but Edelman is what he is here. I mean, just a, just a quick aside on the Pats. Gronk looks physically terrible, Jim. Like, forget the Miami defensive play. He, anybody like him could look goofy on that one play. But against the Steelers last week, yeah, they bracketed him and all that kind of stuff. But he's just he's lumbering out there. I know a lot of people yeah. are saying it, but it it, it leads me. Uh, it, it it's tied into the conversation because with Gordon out and Gronk looking the way he looks. It does fall on an Edelman or Michelle or James White or other guys to step up. Yeah, it's going to be somebody random like Corderell Patterson who comes in and, has, yeah. and you know does something there. It did nothing that that's easily predictable. But I, I I'm with you. Gronk is is beat up. He looks beat up. He looks slow. I mean, watching him try to run routes last week. I mean, it, it looked like Refrigerator Perry out there running routes. Yeah, he's, um, There was no fluidness to him at all. It was all clunky, you know, in and out stuff. It's it just not the same Gronk at all. Yeah, he, he just looks like a guy that's he's ready to call it a, a career soon. And you never know what's in his heart or in his mind. Maybe he's just feeling unhealthy and he can come back. But after the discussion sure a lot last of people feel bad for New England. <laughs> I, I, it's yeah. a very small, select group of people that feel bad for New England. So uh, to keep going, Alshon Jeffrey at number 13. Nick Foles has eyes for Alshon Jeffrey, so I think that's why you're seeing an increase in his production and certainly in his rankings as reflected here by Scott's rankings. Uh, 14 is Mike Evans, 15 Tyler Lockett. Doug Baldwin at 16, Keenan Allen came in at 17, Julio at 18, DeAndre Hopkins all the way down at 19. I guess, Scott, that those two rankings are reflective of their health, correct? Exactly. Okay. So, uh, Robbie Anderson at 20. I'll stop there. I think one of you guys said earlier in the show, a lot of people, or maybe that was the, the podcast, that a lot of people are going to be in on Robbie Anderson for DFS this week. It just seems like as we're closing out the season with Darnold, Robbie Anderson's just become his go-to guy from a passing offense standpoint, Jim. Yeah, absolutely. Two good, solid games in a row. And, you know, if you watch Darnold over the last couple of games, it looks like the game is starting to slow down for him a little bit. And, you know, it you know, if people don't realize what that means, it kind of means it makes it a little easier for them to get the chance to go through more progressions uh, on the field. And, you know, Anderson has really become, look, he had a great year last year, didn't really do anything all year. All of a sudden, Darnold's playing better, and Anderson is following that on that coattails. I, I like Anderson this week as well. I definitely think he's in line for, you know, a wide receiver two role, like basically exactly where Scott has him. Scott, quick editorial. As much as I, I give them credit and the Jets battled the Texans really well last Saturday to watch Darnold limping around at the end of that game I appreciate that he was gutting it out but if I'm a Jets fan I'm like okay I've seen everything I need to see let's just bring Josh McCown in here for the last two I don't want to risk anything else now I don't know the severity of whatever injury he's dealing with maybe he was just bruised up and banged up but I, it gets to the time of year if, as an NFL fan that you start to say you know, why is this guy really out here 
All right, two things. You said if I was a Jets fan. If you were, you wouldn't be the happy-go-lucky guy that I know you to be. That's just uh, the truth. You know, Thank you very much. You know, <laughs> secondly, you know, this is like a lot of times I'm not saying you how fans look at it. Oh, take them out of the game. We got nothing to play for. That's not how NFL teams look at it necessarily. Yeah. You know, they're going out there Continuing to compete. Continuing to evaluate. They only play 16, 16 games every year, and, you know, maybe they want I'm only guessing here now. Maybe they want to see how he responds or how he can play through something like this. But uh, look, NFL teams don't always make the decisions that the average fan wants them to make. Yeah. I would only say that he did play through it. Like he played through the injury already. And he's played through other, he's had other injuries. I, I think that's the reason why I'd be more cautious in this instance. Sorry, Jim, I cut you off. No, I, I was actually going to say about the same thing, so we're good. Okay, cool. Uh, so uh, keep going into a few other wide receivers. Deshaun Hamilton at 21. I think this guy's super talented. I, I think there's something here long term. I kind of like the Sutton-Hamilton combo moving forward. You're going to take your lumps with running a couple of rookies out there every week, and next year they'll have a little bit more experience, and I think you'll still take, but you'll still take some lumps. That being said, I think there's something there for this duo of wide receivers. You know, it's interesting how they may have transitioned from Sanders and Thomas to Hamilton and Sutton, and they may not lose a beat in the long term scheme of things. That being said, their coach is about Especially to be fired. Especially improve the quarterback situation that too, at some I, point. I, I, yeah, and right now, right now Hamilton's kidding. the guy. Like, uh, you know, Case Keenum loves to throw to the slot receiver, yeah. but they're also moving him around, and he's throwing to him on other types of routes. Uh, I like Hamilton a lot this week. Yeah. Um, Robert Foster, which is also the wait, name. Wait, wait, before oh, sorry, you, wait. Go ahead. Before you go on. Yes. Yeah. You know, everybody's talking about Deshaun Hamilton. They, you know, they were talking about Sun. Still, nobody's talking about Tim Patrick, who's been, had two good games in a row as well. Yeah. Um, I talked about him two guy, weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> are you talking today. about him today? No, you today. didn't mention his name. No, today. we didn't get to him yet. <laughs> He, uh, he's ranked. He's ranked top. But we were talking about the other two Denver wide receivers. I wanted to make you sure you said nobody ever talked about him, and that's not true. He that's got it. 18 targets the last two weeks. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, Tim Patrick had 28. I like Tim Patrick. It, t- you have, I don't think he, he has, has Tim Patrick, but I like him. He has Scott has Tim Patrick. To clarify, Scott has Deshaun Hamilton at 21, Tim Patrick at 28, Cortland Sutton at 30. So he likes Patrick more than he likes Sutton. I, I suppose in in deference to what Jim was saying, uh, the number of targets that he's received the last couple of weeks. So yeah, um, I think that's fair. I'm Jim. online with Jim here. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's fair that uh, people aren't really talking about Tim Patrick as much. Yeah, maybe because he wasn't as highly touted of a prospect, but it doesn't really matter when it comes to fantasy. Jim, Jim and everybody but me is not talking about him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, Robert Foster came in at number 22. It's also the name of my college, or my senior year college roommate, uh, whom I hung out with this week. So, shout out to Bob. Corey talks about every day. <laughs> uh, Jarvis Landry ca- comes in at 23. Kenny Galladay at 24. Uh, Dante Pettis at 25. Larry Fitz at 26. Uh, Corey Davis at 27. Man, Corey Davis. I had I had high hopes this year. I understood it was a risk, but uh, the risk did not pan out. Uh, Corey Davis disappointing again yesterday. Don't you understand when you have to win, you can't turn to anybody named Corey? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Unwarranted. Shots fired across the bow. This is the Corey Parsons <laughs> segment. So, uh, okay, Mike Williams uh, was at 29. I couldn't talk, talk about Corey Coleman. 
Sure. Drew's not a guy. Let's not talk about Corey Mike Dillon, Woods. though. Move on. Corey <laughs> Dillon would, would have helped you in previous years. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so that's it really uh, for wide receivers. Go to RotoExperts.com for the rest of Scott's rankings. A couple of prop bets quick to wrap up this segment. And wide receiver receiving yards. Let's go with Devontae Adams, 91 and a half. Over. Check yeah, the AFC, AFC's worst. worst team against wide receivers. <laughs> fantasy I have to like that too. I think he goes over. Uh, let's see. Tyler Lockett, 59 and a half. Over. He'll have like a 40-yard reception. Man, it's, you know, that's it, a tight number. It's going to, you know, it's either going to be over easily or it's going to be just under. I, I don't like this one as much. If I, I wouldn't bet it, but if I did, I'd take the under. Sterling Shepard, 49 and a half. Under. I'll take I'm taking the under too. <laughs> what has that guy got over thirty yards he in the last hate the Giants game? so much and no uh, it, it, Sterling Shepard hasn't done anything with Beckham out. I know. Look at his uh, game log, it's disgusting. It's gross. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Corey Coleman outscores Sterling Shepard. Last today. one, Tim Patrick, thirty nine and a half. How much do you love him, guys? Over over. Double it. Jamie you're over on Tim Patrick? I am, absolutely. Yeah. Nobody else Tim Patrick. Tim Patrick in all your lineups, apparently. We'll be right back. We'll do tight ends and close it out on FST Game Day Edition. We'll be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Holiday classic. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Thanks for joining us on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And it's a legendary Christmas song, but if you want to be the next daily fantasy legend, try dailyroto.com for free this holiday season. That's right, free advice from fantasy pros, free NBA DFS projections, free optimizer access, and free everything else you need to dominate daily fantasy basketball this holiday season. So, Stuff your stockings with cold, hard cash and get free access to Daily Roto with the promo code DRHOLIDAYS to access your free trial. That's D, that is DailyRoto.com, promo code DRHOLIDAYS. So thank you for that. Jim, Jim provided a, uh, a testimonial in the previous hour, so I'm not going to tell you to, again, I can only tell you so many times that you got to go to Daily Roto. It's free right now. Just do it. Um, if you got a tough seasonal decision... To today, consult that lineup optimizer. There you go. So, all right, let's do. I'm going to start off with the tight end trivia. Travis Before Kelsey. Can we do that? Can I make one quick point? I guess um, you can. Yes, Scott. Yeah, yeah, because we were just talking about wide receivers. You know, you got DeAndre Hopkins, you got Julio Jones, you got T.Y. Hilton. And just one thing I want to stress to the audience 
uh, you know, everybody worries so much in fantasy football, and they worry even more when in the Super Bowl. And they're going to start saying, hey, should I, she's, are you sure I should start Hopkins? Uh, what if he's a decoy? What if he re-injures himself? You know, you can't control that. Okay, look, if the team says he's good to go and he's just one of your superstars, if your superstar is active and the team deems him fit to go, you play him. You don't start making up worries in your mind about decoy status or coming out of the game unless you actually read about something like that. If your fantasy superstar plays and he's a game-time decision, if he plays, you play him. If he doesn't, you don't. Yeah, to like, me, it's that simple. And look, I know there's a lot of hard decisions, too, this time of year because typically people that in this position their teams are a little bit better they're maybe a little bit deeper and I think you can make the decision with a clear head when you get that kind of news for example last week I lost in the semifinals of a league where I had really good depth on the team um, I lacked some sort of top end explosive stuff at the wide receiver position but nonetheless I lost because I played uh, Big Ben over Matt Ryan it was a 12 point difference in their output I lost by six. So people say, like, oh, if I just did that. But you know what? I went in there with a clear head. I knew the rankings. I knew the projections. And I made the decision because Ben was at home in an extremely high total game. And, yeah, Matty Ice was at home against the Cardinals. But I'm not, I'm not even that mad about it. it yes, I wish I won. It was a different line of decision, though. Those, those guys are kind of close to each other, you know, going into that week. It's not where, like, okay, you know, I'm really worried about DeAndre Hopkins, so should I start Robert Foster over him? You don't do that. That's the kind of overthinking that can cost you a fantasy championship. Right. If you did it two, three weeks ago and you sat out T.Y. Hilton, you missed out on 199 yards. That's right. Uh, exactly right. So, all right, uh, start off with the trivia at the tight end position. Travis Kelsey currently sitting at 1,220 receiving yards. He is 93 yards off the pace. Uh, w- yeah, he, with 108 receiving yards, sorry. He's 108 receiving yards. He would surpass this player for the most receiving yards by a tight end in a single season in NFL history. The record was set 1,327 receiving yards in 2011. Who was it? Tony Gonzalez? No. Shannon Sharp was done by then. Yeah. Um, 2011. Jimmy Graham? Jimmy Graham in 2011 had 1,310 yards, oh, yeah, right. which was just yeah, shy of the record. Oh. Now the player he did 10% it at the same of that time. this year? Yeah. Anybody? Uh-oh. 2011? Um, Just a good name. Great tight end. Great tight end. Good name. Antonio Gates? No. You guys are missing the most obvious. Yes. Bob Gronkowski. There you go. 1,327 receiving That's yards. That's what you do when you do trivia. You never want to go for the most obvious. It feels too easy. Yeah. Yeah, it does sometimes. So, <laughs> Graham, I, I don't think so. Graham and Gronk I both hit 1,300 yards that season. Uh, Kellen Winslow... Had the record all the way back in 1980. He had it for 30 years with 1,290 yards. Tony Gonzalez on that list, too, with 1,258. Todd Christensen name appears there as well. Uh, Todd Christensen. Travis Kelsey comes in at number one. Uh, Jalen Samuels at number two at the tight end position. Again, these are PPR rankings. George Kittle at three. Zach Ertz at four. 
Eric Ebron at five, Jared Cook at six, Rob Gronkowski at seven, Evan Ingram at eight, and Joku at nine. Scott's favorite player in the whole NFL, Chris Herndon, comes in at number 10. Cameron Blade at 11, Trey Burton at 12. I mean, we just talk about Chris Herndon and a unique amount on this show. And I get I picked him up in a league and I've been playing him, but it's just funny. Chris Herndon just always comes up on this show. So so many tight ends give you duds every week. Yeah, yeah. Chris Herndon will give you between seven and ten points. Yeah. And at tight end, you'll take that. Yeah. I, I agree. That it just sucks. It's just funny. <laughs> we just talk about Chris Herndon. everywhere else. This year. No, I hear you. It just sucks yeah. this year. It's just tight end is just so ludicrous. It's a mess every bad. year, though. We do this every year. We're like, man, wasn't tight end crazy? Yeah, it, it is. Every year. It's just a mess. And we lost to Larry I don't, Walker. I don't think outside of the top six, though, that, you know, you can count on a decent game from anybody. Really. I agree. I agree. And that yeah. includes Gronk that you can't count on. So let's do one trivia to wrap it up. I do like Evan Ingram this week. Though. Zach Ertz uh, is currently sitting at 101 receptions, coming off a couple of bad weeks, too. But with 10 catches, he would break the all-time record for receptions in a season by an NFL tight end. Who holds that record? Set in 2012. Shannon Sharp? No. Oh, okay. Set in 2012. Rob Gronkowski? No. Jason Witten. There you go, buddy. 110 receptions in 2012. Tony Gonzalez is second with 102, so you figure Ertz will pass him What today. do you think of Jason Witten as a broadcaster, Jim? Uh, I hate him. I think he's terrible. I knew Jim was going to crush him. See, like, I knew I'd, I'd much rather see Nate Burleson do it than, than him. Burleson's like very Burleson good. Burleson a lot more. Burleson's very good. He's excellent in studio shows, and he's done a really nice job uh, doing color commentating. I, I actually thought that crew did a nice job. Peter Schrager on the sidelines. I actually think that crew's done a pretty nice job. But, uh, I, look, I think Witten's working through it. He's a rookie, so I think he's working through some mistakes. I know he's not everybody's favorite, but I think you, you throw a guy into the pressure cooker of Monday Night Football right out of the gate, I, I think it's hard. And no, he's not great. I yet. just thought it was a stupid, stupid decision just for that reason. Yeah. Right. How do you put somebody like him who's never done it on Monday because night? Because Romo did right it. Right away. Because Romo pulled it off, and now they're yeah, assuming. Yeah, well, Romo was good at I, it. I know, but people are assuming they can do that when Romo isn't the exception that proves the rule. He's, mm-hmm. he's the exception. So I, yeah. I think they just assume that his buddy and former teammate would fare the same. It hasn't been the case. All right, so interesting <laughs> Maybe stat. Maybe he, he did really well in, in his screen test. And everything. I'm sure you know? he did. I'm sure he did. Um, You're sure he did? That's a lot of faith. <laughs> well, I mean, he got the job After somehow, what we've right? been seeing. <laughs> All right, so here's an interesting uh, stat. I think he bribed somebody. The average passer rating of quarterbacks facing the Bears this year is 73. That's by far the lowest in the league and well below the league average wow. passer rating of 93. And to find a year when all quarterbacks played as badly as quarterbacks play this year against the Bears, you have to go back 30 years. 1988 was the last season when the league average passer rating was below the 73 rating the Bears are allowing this season. So pretty crazy how much they've been limiting opposing quarterbacks. Watch Nick Mullins go for 403 touchdowns today. <sighs> no chance. No chance. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, that's the way this year has been going. Everything, you know, it, it looks so set up to be one way, and all of a sudden it just comes and hammers you over the head the other this way. This is why fantasy football drives a lot of people crazy. How why many, I got no hair left. How many touchdown passes, or how many, excuse me, interceptions do you think the Bears defense has this year? Yes. There was a big turnover team last year. Oh, yeah, you have it. You know that. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, they they have more. The only team in the league that has more interceptions than touchdowns allowed. Right, it's twenty six to twenty one. Pretty crazy, uh, the manner in which. I mean, the pass rush. The they they're missing Eddie Jackson today. He's doubtful, <coughs> but they've been He's amazing. Out. Eddie Jackson's out. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, so anyway. Uh, so that's it. Why don't we do a couple of DFS lineups? I think we got through everything we needed to get through, trivia and all that fun stuff. Uh, which one of you has a DFS lineup potted up? Uh, Jim does. <laughs> he does, does he? <laughs> but he does. Uh, I'm still working on mine. <laughs> okay, here's what I got so far. I got Dak Prescott. I got Ezekiel Elliott. I got Nick Chubb. I got Robbie Anderson. I got Kenny Stills. Isaiah McKenzie. George Kittle. Alvin Kamara. And the Eagles. All right. Can you rattle it off again? I'm sorry. Kenny Stills. Rattle off one more time. I, I was got, I was trying I got, to take notes. I got Prescott. I got Elliott. I got Chubb. I got Robbie Anderson. I got Kenny Stills, Isaiah McKenzie, George Kittle, and Kamara. Oh, like and the Eagles. I'm, I'm curious as to why you threw Kenny Stills in there. Uh, so I could fit Elliott, Chubb, and Kamara. Is there anything you like about Kenny Stills particularly? Not really, no. But the, the other the guys around him, uh, the uh, the other guys around him just really didn't give me any kind of glee at all. Um, and you know, I I don't like Stills. I wouldn't recommend playing Stills in any way, shape, or form. But it was the only way I, I configured it. That you know, I took Isaiah McKenzie too. So you know, these are two punt plays I took so I could get the three stud running That's backs. That's nifty. I like that. So it's gutsy. Amazing that we the Jackson Bills have just had these uh, these players that that have no uh, cachet or their names don't have any cachet, but they're producing. Robert Foster, Isaiah McKenzie, you know, just uh, well, that's the way this team is. If you been put watched together. the Buffalo game last week, I mean, Josh Allen looks like all of a sudden he's getting it. He he played such a better, more complete quarterback game last week than I've seen him play all year and it wasn't because he was rushing he only had the 16 yards rushing but he was making better decisions he was get, getting through his his reads a lot faster I, I think uh, again I think this is a game that's starting to slow down for him and and I actually like him a lot in this matchup cool uh okay uh, let's see what else we got Scott do you have one put together no, okay. I'm still working on let's it. Do, let's do. I'll, I'll, have, do some I'll other. have something interesting for you in a second. Just, some, just g- give me one second. I'm going to something okay. very interesting. I'm going to do some prop bets on the tight end position. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Jim, 83 and a half. Uh, 83 and a half, that's a tough number. But, I mean, if anybody's going to do it, he's going to do it. Seattle's not the greatest against tight ends, but they are home. Ah, man, that's a tough number. Uh, I have, you know what? I'm going to take ballsy. I'm going to go under. Scott Engel's uh, favorite player, Chris Herndon, 34 and a half. Over. Um, <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course you're going to say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go under. He hasn't. He hasn't really been doing much of late, so uh, I just can't. I and you can't said into that. you said Jim, you really liked Evan Ingram today. He's at 52 and a half in receiving yards. I think that's one of my best bets of the day. He looked solid last week. He looked like he was finally fully healthy, and we know Manning loves to throw to him. And the wide receivers without Odell are not stepping up. I think Ingram has another huge day in a game that he could easily take over. Uh, all right, let me let me go back to quarterbacks uh, because. <laughs> we didn't do the prop bets. 
on QBs. Uh, let's start. I do have something interesting for you now. Sorry to interrupt. Well, let me, let me do the quarterback prop bets, okay. and then we'll get to you. So um, okay. let's start it off with, where is Drew Brees? Drew Brees up against the Steelers. Big game today down in New Orleans, 257 and a half. You know what? Those last three games have all been on the road where he's been held down. I, I think he goes. I think uh, it's tough, though, because this team has also morphed into what they were last year with some running and some defense. So, but uh, I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm going to say under, but he throws three touchdown passes. OK, um, what else? Um, how about Andrew Luck at 275 and a half, Jim Day? I'm going to take the over. Uh, I think losing Alec Ogletree was the last straw. I think uh, I, I, I like Luck. Look, there's a chance that they don't need Luck as much if they get out to an early lead and Mac is guy ground. I, 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 yeah, I am. I am a little worried about it. But at the same time, Luck wants to reestablish, uh, you know, the passing game. I think in my mind that's how I, I'm reading it. And against this Giants defense, I think he should have his way. So even if he doesn't throw a ton of yards, I think he throws three touchdowns. I remember Roethlisberger last week, he had a pretty big number. And I was like, well, they're going to lose if he doesn't hit the, the 340 or whatever it was. He didn't, and they still won. But right now he's at 305 and a half. You would have to figure down in New Orleans he's going to have to throw a ton uh, in order for them to keep pace. So 305 and a half with Roethlisberger. I, I'm going to go under, and New Orleans' pass defense is playing incredibly well right now. Uh, you know, 28th on the season, 7th over the last five weeks, and I just – I understand what you're saying, but Juju not 100%. Uh, I uh, I think he goes under. Scotty? I think he goes under. That's not good. They're going to lose that game. They're going to lose that game <laughs> if he doesn't throw for 300 yards. So, uh, okay. Tough defense. Okay, I changed it to over. I changed it Thanks, to over buddy. just to make Mike feel better. I appreciate it. Thank you. So, uh, <laughs> Scott, what's your DFS lineup? I didn't. I didn't make a DFS lineup. Okay, you said it was something today, interesting. Yeah. No, it's everybody focuses so much on the draft in the summer, right? And they start looking at playoff matchups for week fourteen and sixteen, and their buys. This is a team that you could be playing in the fantasy football Super Bowl today that I put together. That you probably didn't draft any of these guys in the summer. Quarterback ba- Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Running backs, Gus Edwards and Philip Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Wide receivers, Robert Woods, Robert Foster, and Tyler Lockett. Damian Williams is your flex. Eric Ebron is your tight end. Kamari Fairbain is your picker, kicker in the Titans defense. The only yeah. one I, I would suggest otherwise is Robert Woods because, uh, you know, there were still quite a few people that were on Woods after the year he yeah. had last year. So maybe Woods. And then the other one I would throw in at running back has to be Nick Chubb. Yeah. For sure. I can't have four running backs, so. Yeah. I know. I was just saying, he, I think he's in that conversation as well. Not guys you expected to, you know, be studs for week 16, yeah, but, but yet here we are. Yeah, a bunch of those guys, though, to Scott's point, a bunch of those guys were just unheard of, specifically Lindsey and Edwards. Like, they're just not on yeah, the radar at all. drafted late. I had to have a number one wide receiver, so I would say out of all the number ones that uh, he's probably the lowest recruited. <laughs> I'd say so. I liked Woods' value. I got him in a couple of leagues, but um, I think you're right. He's outperformed what anybody reasonably would have expected from him. He's gone even better than that. So thank you, guys. It's been a great season. Um, 
appreciate hanging out with you here every Sunday. I think we'll probably do a couple more of these conceivably, but as the close of the fantasy football season in 2016, I wish you both happy holidays. Uh, and on behalf of these guys, we wish you all happy holidays. Uh, two of my favorite people to work with. So thanks for doing it again with me. Scott, good luck in all your Super Bowls. Jim, same to you. And to those of you out there, we'll be back with Lineup Block Live. Myself, Marshall Falk, Gabe Morenci, and Corey Parson. We're out. Yeah.